podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. I shoot my shot, I hit my goals. 187, that's Andrew Cole. I shoot my shot, I hit my goals. I let man act like they don't know. Check my record and learn that code. 187, that's Andrew Cole. Murder a beat, I'm cold. I link up with bro, that's... I did it like Andrew Cole, I just do my thing, I don't need to talk I shoot my shot, I hit my goals, I let man act like they don't know Check man's record, I learned that code, 187, that's Andrew Cole Murder a beat, I'm cold, when I link up with bro, that's I did it like Andrew Cole, I just do my thing, I don't need to Middle of the field, in check like scores, but I still grind and chase man's goals When I get a chance, man's veins get cold Hello and welcome to another episode of Mugga I'm joined this week by, this is probably the first time these three guys have all been on a pod together. Um, I'll start with a guy probably, you weren't on a pod the whole of last year, Stevie, were you? You know what, Rashford was up, so I had to disappear for a little while, but his stocks are back down, so you know I'm back. <laughs> yeah, you, you you said some heinous things, not last year, the season, the season before, so, 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 so I, I get it, I hear it. Um, Reems, what are you saying, brother? Yeah, man, I'm calm, you know. Yeah? All's, yeah? all is well. What you say? I said all is well, yeah? Yeah, man, all is good, all is good. Yeah, I'm been fine, the last fine. couple of Mondays, but... but yeah, I hear you. Uh, Aka, what, what are you saying? Mr. Hart on his sleeve, your last your last appearance had the streets up in arms, man. How you doing? I'm good, man, I'm good. I'm in a better mood, I'm in a better mood. I've got some <laughs> flack for my mood, apparently. Yeah, it doesn't take much to put you. I mean, since you last appeared, our, our form hasn't been particularly sterling, so it really doesn't take much to get you back on side, boy. Things have happened. Things have happened, right? Sure we'll into it. <laughs> Things are moving. Before I start, I've got to do the usual plug the socials. Uh, if you're not following on Twitter, it's TLF underscore Mugger. Um, for those of you who are living under a rock, you may not know, but we've started to use the Patreon again. Put out a few pieces in the last couple of weeks. We're going to do a piece on the Beckham documentary later this week as well. So if you're somebody who likes the additional content, the previews, the reviews, um, the fantasy drafts, the rewatching old games, etc., 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 then definitely subscribe to be a Patreon. Um, I'm hearing a little birds in my ear tell me about Discord, but I'll, I'll keep that under wraps for now. But Discord may be coming back with a bang if you were around during COVID. Um, it was a, it was a hell of a time. It was a hell of a time when I really launched my Richarlison agenda, which is actually laying through a couple of years later, um, which, which which I love. Um, but with all that being said and done, let's get into the business of what we do here on Mugga, all things Manchester United. Um, we came back on the, on the same day or the day after we found out that Sir Alex Ferguson's uh, lovely wife, Kathy, passed away. Uh, we came back against Brentford in what can only be described as, as Fergie time. Um, one of us uh, took a 10-hour round trip on a coach to watch the game and probably in the 90th minute probably wondered why he'd done that. Um, but by the 97th minute was probably laughing uh, and hugging people to the left and right of him. Um, Stevie, um, we don't want to hear about the coach journey, don't really care. Um, <laughs> but tell us like the vibe going into the stadium. So what was the vibe outside the stadium in the build-up to the match? What was the vibe throughout the match? How 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 was it at OT? Um, I can't really tell you about the vibe before the stadium because 
what happens when you get a coach is it ends up being traffic. And I literally ran from, um, and I don't know the last time you went to OT, but... Manchester Piccadilly. (laughs) 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 Piccadilly is nowhere near the stadium. (laughs) Ran ran for 30 minutes. (laughs) I'm not some long distance runner, bro. <laughs> nah, I had about a kilometer in me. I ran from the um the tram station um to uh to OT. So I think when I got in the game had literally just started. But um I mean inside the stadium, like you could feel that there was just nerves all around. I think the atmosphere was pretty tense, to be honest. Um and that only grew as the game went further on and then obviously um went against us as well. Is that it? Pardon? In the stadium. Oh, what did you did you want me to talk about when we scored and everything as well? No, not necessarily when we scored, but like can I ask you a question? Yeah. You see when they subbed Rashford, yeah. Yeah. Was the fans cheering for Rashford getting subbed, or was they just cheering for Garnacho coming on? Yeah, I don't know who made that tweet. That was definitely Cap, man. That was definitely Cap. What 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 was it? It was it was for Garnacho coming on. Okay, cool, cool, Um, cool, cool, cool. I yeah, I I think people were were a bit surprised by Rashford coming off so early anyway. I mean I mean you all watched the performance, right? He was he wasn't bad. I don't think he was he was bad in comparison to some of the other people that came off earlier. Um but yeah it wasn't it wasn't cheering at him coming off no. Uh, yeah I, I didn't think they were and we're obviously getting to it feels like every week on this pod we have to have a bit of a chat about Marcus Rashford but we'll we'll get into it. Aka I'm gonna come to you. Um Going into the game, obviously we lost midweek against Galatasaray. It wasn't even a bad performance. We're, we're finding ways to lose game. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, midweek we lost to Galatasaray at home. Um, so the vibe was really uh, 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 the lowest it's been under Ten Hag's reign. How are you feeling going into the game? Um, I think Reem said it. We were nervous going into it. I think with the impending international break as well, we needed a result desperately. So it was kind of a result of a performance kind of thing. Saying that, we've not been playing bad the last couple of games that we've lost. Um, we could have easily won them games, but it was it felt like a must-win game. Like if even if even if we drew or um, lost, it would have been a disaster. I think the pressure would have really been ramped up in international break. United are notorious for clicks during international break. Can you imagine if he lost that game and then the reports that would have come out, the leaks that would have come out, whereas I think now we'll see a much calmer international break for us. So it was it was kind of a must win game for me. I, um, I felt I felt like our competitors for the, the top five are, are getting away from us as well. Mm-hmm. We're at home. It's top five now, yeah. Fair enough, man. Yeah, I hear yeah. you. <laughs> We uh, need that number five position, you know. Hey, we, hey, we stink, bro. <laughs> Whatever you want to call it. <laughs> um, but yeah, it felt like they're getting away, and we just had to get a win somehow. Yeah. We did manage to do that, but for yeah, for me, it was kind of a must win game because the home yeah. record. I think it would have been four in a row. Come the ninety-second minute, we were looking at four defeats in a row at home, which is crazy, mad. Even the home year, record we mad. had under Ten Hag last season, the kind of the the, the, the one eighty has been insane. Um, has, that would have been even yeah, like that would have been like our last season. Go on, TV. I was going to say that would have been the fifth game we've lost right this season already. Yeah, yeah. seventh actually. Which is insane. Again, Rooms, that would have been what? It would have been the seventh. We've lost seventh, four. It would have been seven out of eleven. 
We've lost four in the Prem and two in the Champions League. That would have been our seven plus of the season. Hell, <laughs> it would have been four in a row. Jesus Christ, seven losses in October. We've, we've lost more games than we've won. And you know what's crazy about that as well? If you look at the games we've won, we probably should have lost most of them as well. So, and there's yeah. some games we lost, we probably should have won. So I guess it's it's football, isn't it? It swings around about. Yeah, I feel like this isn't like the the, the last season on the Ollie where we're losing games and we feel like Jesus Christ, that was a putrid performance. Like like. I'd say, like, the loss against Crystal Palace last weekend, like, they had one chance from a corner and they scored it. And like, right. we, we just couldn't buy a goal. The loss against Galatasaray, we threw that game away. A game we dominated. We threw it away. Yeah. Dumb mistakes. And what else? I guess against Brighton, we deserve to lose. Mm. Against Tottenham, you could say for the first half, we were the better team. Against yeah. Arsenal, we lost to a last-minute deflected goal from a corner. Like, you right. know what I mean? So... It's not been it's not been great, but it's not like yeah, it's not been diabolical. I, I get what you, it's been slim yeah, yeah. margins in a lot of these. Yeah, it's been slim I margins in a lot of these. We're games. a few inches on VA pause. We're I pause on that. We're a few we're a few minor VAR decisions away from like being comfy in the top six or whatever, innit? So right, right, fair, fair, fair. So how far I don't know, though. I I disagree with that, you know. I think our performances have looked very shaky. I don't think we've like the opener against who was it? Was it Wolves? We that was we, bad. That, that, I feel like that's the only game where we was flat out bad. That Wolves game. Yeah, Wolves was bad. And, but and, I don't and, think and, I've and Wolves are the only games we've been flat out bad. Brighton. I think. I don't, I don't, I don't think I've Brighton. seen us put together an entire. Maybe the Palace game in the Carlin Cup has been maybe the one time I think I've seen us put together an entire cohesive performance where I'm like yeah this is a team for for the games where we've lost unluckily or the games that have gone away from us I think we've been okay in pieces but the frailty and the fragility of the team especially um, when we concede a goal is so concerning to me and then also mm. I just I think we've scored what like nine league goals yeah like, nine we goals. just don't look to me like a team that can fashion any chances or have any semblance of an idea of what they're doing on the football pitch. I don't know if it's because they're low on confidence or it's the personnel or something's not happening in training. But that when I was at that game, that looked like a team that was not going to score if we played until Monday. Mm, mm. I'm going to come to you, Reem. So first half, anyway, the lineup: Onana, Dalot right back, Harry Maguire and Johnny Evans with Lindelof at left back, double pivot of Casemiro and Amrabat. Uh, Rashford on the left, Mount centrally, Bruno on the right, and obviously Hoyland up top. When you saw that lineup in the build-up to the match, how were you feeling? Uh, well, before the season, when people was like proposing us playing like a Casemiro, Amabat midfield double pivot mm. in certain games, I was like vomiting in my mouth a little bit. I was like, mm. "That's fucking Nuno Espirito Santo, fucking Sean Dyche." <laughs> like, right kind of midfield. I'm like, well, there's no reason for us to play two midfielders that are so... I, 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 calling Casemiro a defensive midfielder these days seems like a bit of a bad joke, but... That is his position, isn't it? You know what I mean? But yeah. I've never been a fan of that midfield, but the way the season started and the way teams have been cutting through us like butter and the way we've not been able to get a foot on the ball when guys are dribbling and stuff like that, I, I, I kind of warmed up to the idea of seeing that midfield. And I kind of wanted to get Onana, oh, I'm sorry, Onana, oh, Amrabat out of that left back inverted role he's been playing. I've seen what he actually looks like in midfield. So when I saw the lineup, I was like, 
All right. After the Galatasaray game, I kind of tweeted that we should probably run Lindelof left back and bring Maguire into the back mm. four again because we need a centre-back that's a little bit more aggressive that could maybe defend on the front fit a little bit more because we keep just... We keep giving up soft chances because mm-hmm. Lindelof just keeps losing physical duels and stuff like that. Loses so, every pretty much every 50-50. Yeah, so I was like, yeah, get, get Maguire back in there, man. Like, he deserves a chance. So I, was, I wasn't too displeased with the lineup when I saw it on paper. Yeah. When I saw it on the pitch, though, I was like, yeah, I was fucking spot on, bro. I was like, yeah, this midfield is not it. This midfield is not it. I, I was glad that um, Amrabat was the one that was playing deeper of the two and Casemiro's a bit forward. But, like, there's periods in the first half where Amrabat's picking up the ball and Casemiro's, like, out on the right wing. And, like, Bruno's supposed to be the right midfielder, but he's coming central, so we have no whiff. Mm. And it's like... Rashford's hugging the, hugging the touchline on the right, but on the on the left, but it's only really Dallow on the right. And I'm like, the equilibrium of this of this front the six shape is, is crazy. Just, yeah, 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 all off. Like you know what I mean. And and listen, before we conceded the goal, which was another which was another goal, a case of our midfield our midfield giving the ball away cheap. Well, I say midfield, Casemiro giving the ball right. away cheaply, and then Lindelof Onana throwing the Lindelof. Pansying out of a challenge and then mm-hmm. Onana throwing the ball in is like we could there's probably like 10 goals we've conceded this season that's followed a similar pattern to that. Right. You know what I mean? So I was like, but before that, I thought we was playing all right. Like in Same. the final third, we, we was lacking a little cutting edge, but we was pinning right and back. Yeah. Right? yeah. We was pinning Brentford. Brentford back. Back. I agree. It's so funny. Yeah. I think we always discuss this, but it's so good to watch a game back afterwards without the emotion because when you're watching it like, ah, this is horrible, man. These mm. guys are so bad. And then when you watch it back, it's like, actually, we keep getting into the final third. Bruno's mishitting the pass, choosing the wrong option. Mounts, crosses, hitting the first man or corner, hitting the first man. Rashford's maybe miscontrolling it or beating one guy then doesn't know what to do. Hoyland's missing out on 50-50. So we were able to get through the middle third and into the final third. But then when we get to the final third, that's when it would kind of get a bit disjointed. Yeah. Um, yeah, continue. Yeah, so I was like, after we conceded a goal, like Stevie said, there's a there's a there's a pattern that we have this season where we start really well, we concede the first goal, and we just kind of like capitulate. Right. So it didn't it didn't really happen like that in this game because Brentford Brentford's attacking threat wasn't that great, and they was just willing to like sit back and just soak up the pressure and try hit us on a counter with Embuemo right. and Whistler and what have you. Um, but I went I went out at first half thinking like, yo, like this is another game that we should be winning comfy, and we've just started, we've just handicapped ourselves with just shit like individual errors like you know what I mean mm. so the second half came Casemiro sub I feel like everyone at that point would have been like yeah we need to see what this midfield looks like about Casemiro flipping right. off the ball every five seconds you know what I mean and I feel like I feel like Amrabat was good like like I don't know what like United fans were expecting but Mm. Mariah, you know, I I described in detail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was saying, I don't know if you saw me discussing it with somebody. Mark, I discussed it with on a yeah. timeline because everyone I think was expecting this like deep lying playmaker type. And you're like, he's like pretty similar to Hoiberg. No, yeah, you know? like, I'm trying to explain to man, like, yeah. I don't know what you guys think oh, you're well, getting here, people... but you're going to be disappointed. You're setting yourself up. Like me, I'm pleased with Amrabat because I knew exactly what to expect. And what I right. expected is what I'm getting. Like, you know what I mean? Right, so, right, right. I'm happy with what that's what I wanted. I wanted someone that could get, their, get on the ball. Right. Turn out of pressure, play, recycle, play the ball forward when they need to. Not and that's it. Go on, Stevie. Go on, Stevie. 
No, I was going to say, are people unhappy with Amrabat's contribution so Did far? You, oh, oh, he's at the game, so he wasn't even on the timeline. People were saying after the first half that he was shit. That's like, kind of though. What, what first half have these men been uh, watching? Like? I think he's... Obviously, I don't, I don't know... I don't know what his top level is, but he's someone that he gets on the ball, he don't shy away from it, comes, collects the ball, gives it, he spreads it quite well as well. Like and more time, and he, get, he can he cover ground and he gets stuck in. That's literally yeah. more time. I think he makes the right decision. Like I don't know, like what else? What else are people wanting to see from him? They wanted a deep know. line playmaker. They complain about Casemiro spooning the ball to the moon every time he gets it. <laughs> But now yeah. they get a guy that's getting the ball, recycling it. He, I think he finished with like ninety-seven percent pass completion. Yeah, like no, he was good. He was good for me. It was really he was good. good. Um, like he's a good. Yeah. He's nothing special, but he was good. He's a good yeah. player, and his profile is exactly what we need to. Yeah, 100%. allow us to and control some of these he, games. Bro, in that first half, he was playing. He was playing a single pivot. I, Lord knows where Casemiro was. I remember there was one point in the first half. I had to nudge my boy. I was like, "Why is Casemiro ahead of Hoyland?" Like, he's on the right wing. I think the use of Casemiro has been eat Bar Anthony has been ETH's biggest. He just lets him. Yes, we can talk about Casemiro's legs having gone and whatnot, but he has a license to just do whatever he wants at any given. He's constantly in the box. Like it's so, constantly it's in the how box. far ahead of play he is. Like he's moving like Inzaghi. Like he's he's so awkward. Ah, ah, <laughs> he's on the shoulder of the last defender. <laughs> and, oh, and when he's trying to get back, like he's not even he's not even trying anymore. Like, yeah. He's just ambling back like as a as a walk in the park. Like he, yeah. he loses the ball wildly. And then when we're trying to track back and, and we, we give up so much space in that midfield, when he's trying to track back, he's like He's like 10, 15 yards behind the plate all the time. Bro, the make fact it. that Casemiro's not even defensively... Like, Casemiro's one of the best defensive midfield players I've ever seen in my life. Like, I've seen him drop the most... Def- like, one-man defensive masterclasses in the big... Mm. Like, the, two, the 2022 Champions League final, what he was doing in that final was insane. Like, that so final, even there's one game so- they played Liverpool. I think it was a second leg one year. I can't remember. And he tore them apart, man. He yeah, absolutely yeah. tore so, them apart. That's what I'm saying. So yeah. even yeah. if there's times where he might be a little bit higgy on the ball, so I, I can live good. with that because he's locking shit up. But bro, yeah. this guy is playing like a uncle this season, bro. Yeah, how, many, yeah. how many cutbacks do we concede per game? And he's not there. And, I never there. And, and you're like, isn't that Casemiro's man? Why is he not there? All like, the time, man. That's I feel like that's how we've conceded most of our the goals we've conceded on it feels mm-hmm. like. Either it's like a yeah cutback, or, or none. Just... <laughs> yeah. oh, you know, uh, man. So yeah, I, I I I completely agree. So obviously they've kind of gone one nil up, and I don't think between the goal and like what twenty third, twenty fifth minute, something like that, twenty sixth minute, um, between then and the end of the half, I don't think we did too much wrong. I don't think again, like we talk about the the, the play in the final third was poor, but I don't think we retreated as much as maybe we've done in previous games. It just feels like it's not it's not connecting for guys. Like, Hoyland is always just almost there. Like, almost there. And I think it's interesting how he's, like, got three goals in two Champions League games. Um, but in the Prem, he's, like, always maybe, like, a yard off. Or, like, sometimes his touch is good and he can shrug a guy off. But other times his touch is dodgy. But I think against Brentford, he actually competed, I felt like. And he occupied the centre-backs. And he was popping up and making runs, which were, like causing a bit of disturbance. I don't know how his performance came across to you lot. Yeah, I think um, 
I think in the last few games, um, he's looked more of like a physical presence. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been, yeah, he's been giving defenders um, trouble. Certainly in the Brentford game, I think of our forwards, to me, he looked like the most lively and the one who um, would probably be the one to to change the game for us. Um, but yeah, like you said, it's just like things were close, but not quite coming off for him. What I did find, though, is that because he had a few touches in the box across the game and I just felt like he was all, almost trying to do too much or had too much to do. Like, I felt like he was taking a touch too many. I would have liked him to get his shot off quicker. But then I also think it comes as a result of like us just not really being able to create or fashion anything for him. Um but yeah, I think I think he's been he's been improved since um since his first few games. He looks he looks good, man. He looks like one one astute signing that Ten Hag may have made. Damn. Well, we got is him and Martinez. Fuck you know. <laughs> Martinez been shaky this season as well. So he's been injured. He was playing injured though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was playing injured. You, you see and, guy, and, 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 and he's and he's put on like 10 kg of upper what? body weight. <laughs> what is with, with us getting guys in the gym to the point where they look upper like they look like Johnny Bravo, man? It's weird. Bro, um, bro. cool. So obviously we go in, in, in nil nil at half time. Akka, what were your thoughts on the second half? Um, came on. Um, I, f- I felt like Stevie said, it felt like another game where we've just let it slip. I, th- I think I mentioned on previous pods, we look, we look like a team when we go down. We're not going to score and we're going to lose. The problem is, I was thinking about this. Last year, Rashford, he had a phase of about 15 games where he was scoring every game. And that gave us an advantage in every game. When you know someone's going to score a goal every game, pretty much, you're gonna, you've got an advantage. This year, it's the opposite effect. Onana's got a mistake in, in most games. If it's not him, some other bozo is going to make a mistake. We're going to concede. So we're going into games handicapped. So we, we actually know we're going to concede. Like, I pulled out all my United defenders from Fantasy League, everything. Like, I know we're not going to keep a clean sheet. So when we go down this season, it's not been good. And I just felt like it's going to be, at best, a draw. And even then, it might be like a scrappy draw. And that's not what we needed. Like I said, we needed a win. So I wasn't too confident in in the second half, and after his subs as well, even more so when he took Rashford off, I felt like the game's just slipping away, and then here comes the pressure now from you know another bad result. You know all the records that were being reeled off. I wasn't confident. I'll be honest. I didn't feel like we were going to score at any point until we scored. I I, I hear you. Um, what do you think the thinking was with taking Rashford off, you guys? He did it in the in the Champions League game as well. He pulled I him remember. off in yeah. the 75th minute. And, you know, it goes back to a thing that Sancho said once that uh, all the people, Sancho fans said it more, more say, was that it doesn't matter how he plays or what's going on in the attacking third, he will always be the first sub. And I feel like with the selections in recent weeks, Rashford has kind of filled that, that void in that position that it doesn't matter, you know, how he's playing or how the other attackers are playing. If we're losing 1-0 or if we're down with the last 15 minutes, for me, it seems like in the last two games, Rashford just come off by default. It's not through a measure of his performance or the other attackers doing any better than him. It's the fact that Bruno's not going to come off. Hoyland's not going to come off. So Rashford's got to come off by default. And that's the vibe I got. I don't know how the lads feel about it, but Galatasaray and Brentford, he got hooked off 70, 75 minutes. And I'll be honest with you, both games, he should have stayed on the pitch. We're chasing the game. Why would you not keep him on the pitch? Yeah, I agree with that. I think against Palace, he got hooked on the seventy seventh minute. Against Galatasaray, he got hooked on the sixty eighth minute. And again, you get me? 
It's like it's yeah, a premeditated sub. He got hooked on the 63rd minute. So it's getting he's getting less and less time on the pitch. Crazy even though. though he Crazy. was um, especially against Galatasaray and against Brentford, he was almost dangerous attacker in both of those games. It's mad. Well, it's against Galatasaray, I guess you could say Hoyland as well, because Hoyland was balling in that game. Yeah, I think um the like I, I respect Town Hag for making the Casemiro sub. I don't I didn't see that coming, especially at half time, as shocking as he was. And I don't think we even talked about what he did for that that goal, which was Almost as bad as Onana, um, but the he's he's like he's almost tied his hands um, behind his back with this this Bruno captaincy thing, which I actually thought at the start of the season made logical sense. But now this guy, he he can't get dropped, and so if you looked at the people who were gonna come off, he was never gonna take off um, Hoyland. He wasn't gonna take off Bruno, and so. In in, in, in like the three four years Bruno's been here, yeah. Do you actually ever remember him being hooked? Don't you know? Never. Maybe once he plays. I, I remember Carrick didn't start him, but he brought him on at like half time or something like that. I don't know. I can't remember. But I don't. I don't. Maybe I remember, Ralph. Maybe like, Ralph. Again, Ralph. I think there was one game. Just one game. I think there is where he's been hooked yeah. off. I can't well, remember. Yeah, I anything. A, 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 anything that happened at, on the Ralph after like January, I can't remember. That season was. That season did not happen. Like. <laughs> You remember when we <laughs> thought we were we getting we thought we were we getting the baddest manager in the league? He didn't care, bro. <laughs> we, co- we coached a 4 0. Mind you, we got four chances. <laughs> yeah, four chances. He coached a 4 0. Jokes aside, I completely agree with your sentiment. I saw a thing where they were talking about the amount of minutes Saka's played, and he's like, he played 3,000 minutes last season, and Bruno's got 5,200. And it's at the stage now, I'm like, is he playing so much minutes that is detrimental to his performance? Or is it like he just needs to keep going? But his durability is unlike anything I've I've seen. Pain, he doesn't though. even get injured. It's become he a pain now. Normally, someone that plays 5,000 minutes and is that durable, you are praising him. But United fans, it's, it's a pain. It's, we want. I just want to see the team without him in it for a sustained period of time. Just like two months. Just this two man, months with Bruno. Man, had a protective boot on on a Monday and he somehow played on a Wednesday night, I think. <laughs> he should be in an X-Men film, not our fucking... Get me <laughs> Wolverine. We've <laughs> never seen anything like him in terms of his his, his nah, durability. Bro, in this game, bro, I promise you, I felt like there was four Ethan Pinnocks on that pitch, bro. I'm telling you. He had a great game. <laughs> every good opportunity we had, every shooting chance in the box, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. everything, this Jamaican Snoop Dogg, bro, was flipping there. <laughs> <laughs> to block everything, bro. There was a chance in the first half where Onana spreaded a beautiful pass to Bruno, in it. Yeah, one on one. Yeah, and he's like Bruno's um cut back inside. He's played it to Mason Mount. Mason Mount's through, and I'm like, yeah, this got to be a goal. Flipping P- Pinnock's there. There's another one where like Diogo Dallo's like he's like cut Aaron Hickey in it, and he's cut it back. Bruno's come through. Pinnock's there. I'm like, bro. The headers as well from the corners and everything. He had a great, oh game. Days, he had a great first half as well. He had a great gargantuan. That's a good word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he he was he was he was everywhere. And I don't know why it feels like against us, people tend to have like the game of their lives. Like because we're every... shit. <laughs> like Brentford. Like let's not let's let's not beat around the bush. Brentford are a shit team, you know. Like they've won one this season without Ivan Tony. I don't think they've looked. Particularly great, like I like um, 
I like Buemo, I like Wisa as well, but I don't think they're um yeah. they're great football inside this season. They're they're definitely in the bottom third of teams. Like we should be comfortably, comfortably beating Brentford and we were going life and death with them. Like we're not good at whatsoever. I, I don't I don't feel like we was going life and death. I felt like they, they had a lead and they decided we're gonna defend this league for the rest of the game. That's all you gotta do though. And they almost did it. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, that's all you gotta do with the handicap we've got at the minute. Yeah, like we you, got, you know yeah, you're gonna score, know. so you might as well park the bus, get that goal, and see what happens. Yeah, and, and that's one of my one of my concerns with um with what Ten Hag said at the start of the season. Yeah, how he wants us to be the best. Um, what was it? Counter attacking transition. transition team. No, but no, but that's not that shouldn't be a concern because if we was a good transition team, we would cook a lot of teams. We're just not a good transition team. Mm. Yeah, but if he was the best transition team, team in the world, <laughs> we would be top of the table right now. I promise you. Being a good transition team in the Premier League guarantees you at least a goal a game. I promise you that. I'm but just we're not a transition team. Uh, I'm state, not seeing our ability game. to to break teams down, especially like Brentford sat back and I just thought I can't see where the goal is. Like, bro, a good transition team is that like Aston Villa is a good transition team. They've had yeah. a great season. When you have a good transition that, team, they're having a good season. Like you know, what I mean? when you like, have when you have those. I think when you look at the personnel that we have, trying to break down teams in the low block is, is going to be hard. Like It's literally Rashford, take the ball, bro, and try and make something happen. And he's but getting he past one player. And he's surrounded by three men. Like yeah, yeah, he's getting yeah, past yeah, yeah. people like, oh, Rashford, why are you not making anything happen? And it's like, look at the situation. Like, this is yeah, the thing that always like kills me with football fans. Because then they'll be saying, this player's better, and that player's better. And it's like, look at the scenarios they get the ball in, and look at the scenarios... He gets the ball in, but not to get into to, to the Rashford part now. So to come back to your point, like for me, I'm not a fan of like a Bruno or a Mount on the on the right. Personally, I don't think the attack has enough speed in it to begin with. Like just adding Hoyland and being able to have like somebody else who can run and mm. keep up with Marcus Rashford. We saw the impact Garnacho had last season, um, and I feel like we need somebody else who can at least. Even if they can't make that level of, they can like keep up with those two guys. So it's like you can have like a three man break with somebody else, like a Bruno or a Mount or whatever, like or even a Hannibal with his running ability, like bringing up the rear. But at the moment, it's kind of like sometimes a, a Bruno or Rash, uh, a Hoyland or Rashford will get it. All right, running power, bringing it up the rear. Bloody hell! Pause. <laughs> This isn't the Come and Maze podcast, man. Let's. <laughs> yeah, so. Okay, so um, I was going to say, uh, fucking hell, Stevie. Yeah, so um, it's, it's tough. It's tough. So I don't think we have the personnel to be good against deep blocks, but I agree with Reams that if we were a good transition team, we'd have scored five to 10 more goals this, this season. And I think um, we have a lot of players out. Um, and I guess we have to speak on Scott McTominay before we get to the like next. Step. Come on, come on. What? Are, what? Are, what? Are, I'll let you. We'll come to you, Akka, because you're actually one of the worst people in the world when it comes to this. You had a lot of stocks. You explicitly dropped them. Explicitly. Not all of them. Not all of them. No, no. Let me finish. Let me finish. You explicitly <laughs> you had no choice. Them. Right. You were serving up stinker after stinker. Right. You had no choice. He explicitly dropped them. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Like you said, he was. But then he scored. This is what I told you about Scott McTominay. <laughs> this is what I told you. This is my boy. You told us he's a penalty box striker, yeah? That's what you told us. <laughs> I told you, guys. Third tries all over the pitch. Nah, man. Four touches, you know, in that game. Two Crazy. Goals, Two goals. Crazy. Yeah, let's 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 talk on the camera because obviously, and then we're going into internationals and if he's been keeping up the form that he has for Scotland, we're going to see a couple of really good finishes again. But um, 
Yeah, talk about the cameo from from Scott Acker. It's a, it's a, it's that is for me. Like the reason I was happy for him on Saturday was that's his legacy game. You hear me? That's like his Will Chamberlain hundred points, Kobe eighty one. You know, Ryan Giggs at Villa Park. I cannot believe you've compared <laughs> two goals no, against no, no. No, to eighty one points for Kobe. This is his legacy <laughs> game. Like a player of McTominay's level. I hear it. I hear it. This is his legacy game. Like McTominay will probably move on this summer. He'll go on. In you know five ten years, you'll talk about. It, you'll say, remember that game when McTominay saved Ten Hag's job and he got them two goals and he came off the bench and he won that, it. That, that 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 that's his Mark Robbins game. You know, it's, that's his, that's the moment. If, yeah. like, you know, you know when Mark Robbins scored that goal in the FA in the FA Cup for for Sir Alex Ferguson in nineteen ninety when he was about to get yeah. fired. Yeah, exactly. In the cup, in the cup, and like if, if let's say Ten Hag goes on to be a success, I know me and Seb at least will be going around saying, "Do you remember that game? McTominay saved his job." Because <laughs> I was already getting that narrative out on Saturday, but yeah. Um, a really, really impressive. I was already getting that narrative out. <laughs> I'm out there. He's, he's, you know, this is his legacy game. He saved his job. Um, he's done his bit. Um, it was Listen, quite we, have a, we have a role for McTominay for the rest of the season now. If we're losing and it, it's kitchen but, sink time and we need to pump the ball, ball in the yeah. But I said, Reece, yeah, Reece, I've, I've said it for ages. I've said it for ages. This always should have been his role. This is always his should have been his role. If you look at him and his, his attributes and how he plays. You want to get him up in the box, and he can. He's got a good strike on him, and he's got a good finish he's, on him. He's got a great strike on him. Yeah, so he's why a, he's he's a striker. Why would you know, striker. You know the, the, the strike for the first goal was quality. That was a one. The touch. That Did you see the touch? Yeah, yeah, that the that touch. was a re- that was a legitimately good goal. I've always said it. He's, he always should be in the final third, and he always should be allowed to kind of get his shots off. And he'll give you goals. He gives Scotland goals. Um, and like I said, you know, McTominay's like we've got a role for for him now. I always said third choice striker. It might have been a bit tongue in cheek, but it is kind of we're, if we're gonna go backs against the wall now, losing last ten minutes at Old Trafford or wherever, he's gonna get lumped on, and he's gonna you know try to nick a goal or two, or at least cause a bit of havoc in the box. In that way, he's similar to Filaini. Uh, That's what mm-hmm. you know. He was kind of they, mm-hmm. they pigeonholed Filaini as a midfielder, but when shit hit the fan, they used to send him up and say try to nick us a goal. Ashley Young to Fellaini, that was a cash money. That was a cash <laughs> money. Cash money billionaires, cash man. Money league. Dalo, Dalo uh, cash to money billionaires, What I do for some Fellaini back at this point. <laughs> <laughs> cool. All right. So obviously we, we've we've pulled it out and euphoria. I want to speak on a couple of performances. I'll start with a uh, a former captain, Jacob Harry Maguire. Um, it was good again on on the weekend. Um, I think somebody said in the Mugger chat at this point with all the slander he'd received. He might be a mentality monster. <laughs> <laughs> he might, he might be a mentality monster, lad. Have I you guys adjusted for a world? It was Seb or Jeff. Yeah, Jeff, Jeff, Jeff. The whole, the whole, um, the whole back four are out, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah, pretty much. The back four that we started the season with are all cooked right now. Yeah, the whole hell. back four are out, and um. Yeah, Onana's not my number one, so. So, <laughs> so who is Tom Eaton? We, no, we've got our, we've got our number one, Mr. Turkey. I don't even know his surname. I need to. His, it wasn't his comp, literally him just letting him. <laughs> his comp, he had a comp of him throwing the ball in his own net. I'm telling you this, right? <laughs> you remember the Onana fail comp that they dropped? His one, 
his one was better because his one actually looked like he was doing it on purpose. Like it was. That's crazy. Fucking back to fix it because remember they got the comp and people like, how are you even getting the comp of a character? We got we we got linked with him and there was a comp out within five minutes. That means his fan base already had that comp loaded and ready. Do you know how much anyone can throw together that comp within like five minutes? Like. So, yeah. to have that, the can't time, keeper, that can't be your keeper either, time, Steve. To have the time to make a comp for a Turkish goalkeeper is like, <laughs> like there are people who love football and then there's, there's just pure hate. And you're either in one it has to be a fan of that club. It can't, nobody else could have done that objectively. Like, oh, I'm just going to comp this keeper up. It has to be somebody who suffers from his performances right. week in, week out. Um right. So yeah, um, on 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 Harry Maguire, where where do we stand with him now, gentlemen? Because we're going to be seeing a lot of him. It feels like with Lissandro Martinez out, Varane being a one game a week player, and Lindelof after the good win of last season, back oh. in the back in the doldrums you go, man. Uh, yeah, I don't know who said it. Someone in Mugger said the best thing you can do, it might have been Urines as a United player, is not play, and your stocks go up. What? Listen, when you're not playing, you're the most rated. The, the, there's a, the, there's two things you need to do to get rated as a Man United player, yeah? Not play or get sold. Fact. If, you, if you get sold, <laughs> I've never seen more Anthony Alanga fans than I seen in August of this year. Uh, they're, crying, they're crying for Fred, bro. They're crying for Fred. Hey, bro, I actually I saw Alanga like, yesterday in Bagatelle. <laughs> he was living it up, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Life's different, I've bro. never seen so much Elanga gas in my life. I was like, yo, when Elanga was actually playing, they was comparing him to Scripto, bro. Like, where's all, where's all, where's all this gas coming from? Now? <laughs> so I, see, I see on one clip when uh, when Elanga scored and one of these United fans, I think it was some old guy, was like, we never should have sold him. Never should have let him go. So I haven't heard... Him. I haven't heard Elanga's name since before the first international break. I've not heard his name since. Is, that, is he still playing? With, does Nottingham Forest still play in the Prem? I haven't heard his name since. <laughs> if they do, not for long, boy. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's hilarious. So obviously Maguire's back in and he's going to be, he even turned his Insta comments back on. Hey, he's, got, he's got the streets back. He's got the streets right. back. <laughs> I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving. I fuck with Maguire heavy, bro. He believes in his wave. I'm telling you, right? Him now. and that whole family of his, man. Their, their mentality is unbelievable. He might be mentality monster for real, bro. And do you know what? Yeah, he deserves to fuck. He deserves to fucking play because Lindelof snakes, bro. So give good him on him. Good on him, man. You know what? Yeah. I, I was slandering him a few weeks ago, and I think a lot of people were. But what we what we said what we asked of him was come on the pitch. Let, let your football do the talking, not your your mom, your sister, whatever. You do the fucking talking, mate. And he has. So if he's listening, good on Harry. Him you know? and Johnny Evans were monstrous on Saturday. Good on him, bro. Johnny good on him. Evans. Respect my center half. Do you see some of them left-footed pings he was playing, Steve? Yo. <laughs> what? Respect my what? center half. Johnny Evans, yeah. That, yo, what a shrewd. <laughs> Sir Johnny. Sir Johnny. They were talking about some... John, why are we trying to sign a French centre-back with two women's names? Get me Johnny Evans. <laughs> Jean Kerr Toenail or whatever his name is. Jonathan Grant Evans, MBE, guys. Get Just me Johnny it. Evans. Just fucking respect the no, hell out of Seriously, guys, we need four centre-backs. I'm being dead serious. <laughs> <laughs> we need four centre-backs. I, I love that. I love that. We need four, no, like, bad to bad. Let's stop taking a piss now. We need four centre-backs. <laughs> 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 
Asian is scary, but are you mad? Oh my gosh, we need four center backs this summer. That's why right. Johnny Evans and Harry Maguire, bro. In He's game right, week bro. eight. Yeah. Cool. Um, I, I'm pretty sure I know what you guys are gonna say, but what the hell do we do with Onana, man? Oof. You know what? Yeah, we I... just gotta hope and pray, but like because bro, like some of these, like after the one on Saturday, yeah, I, I looked to myself and I'm like, bro. There's no way he's this bad. Even if he's a bad goalkeeper, like there's he can't bad... be this bad. Yeah, yeah, he's not this bad. There's, there's no way he's this bad. Like Hugo right. Lloris is like bad in it, but like he wasn't bad enough that like every game his team was down one nil. You know what I mean? Like mm. this, guy, this guy's making saves that League One goalkeepers. This guy's not making saves that League One goalkeepers would make. Like, right, ben Foster, the goalkeepers. ben Foster retired earlier this season. And put in better performances than <laughs> and he retired, bro. He retired, and I saw some of the goals he was letting in, and I was like, "Rah, this is like this is carbon copy of what Onana is doing." And he retired mm. on that basis. So what Onana is doing right no now? No way, is any goalkeeper so is as bad as what he's showing. He's right. His confidence is shot. I think there's got to be a confidence thing. Like you know what I mean? It's ever since that interview as well. Like I think he tried to come out and try to be like a mentality monster. Yeah, <laughs> and he just let. Oh, he gave off the aura of someone with an elite mentality. Nah, he did. <laughs> he convinced <laughs> he me though. though. He's, he's I'm not gonna to lie. He fuck. convinced me. Bro, he, he shouted at Maguire, and that was That's enough. I know Manchester United are a cursed institution, but Manchester United can literally suck the talent out of any player, but. We had Angel Di Maria. He was spamming crosses from the halfway line, bro. Fucking crazy. We told Wait, him Onana was mentalitying with his aura, fam. Man is like, I threw it into the net. Let me do that post-game interview. I was on the Patreon with Elijah. Elijah's like, yeah, that's what we need. More players standing up and taking accountability. I said, Elijah, I promise you, if he was a quiet as a mouse and he just did his fucking job, I'd be happy, man. <laughs> Guys are coming out, making mistakes and facing the music. How about you? Bro, I'd rather there be no music for you to face. Right, rather, right. Rather no music. I'm telling you, no music, please. Right, you know in the stadium, yeah, when he was um, when he was making like routine saves, they started clapping and cheering for him. Oh, yeah, two saves at the end. <laughs> and now <laughs> we're going to make a habit street, but bro, there was a, I said the United account post. Make a wish, oh, make a wish. Two massive oh, saves from Onana at the end to keep us in the game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he could have caught one of those. over the bar for some extra I had, I had one fan here. Yeah, I thought he was gonna get ejected the way he was abusing Onana after after he did that Hollywood save. It was ridiculous. Like, bro, you could have stood still, caught that with one hand. I could have caught that with one hand. And he's uh, he's conceded a corner. We've got a charlatan. We've got a charlatan in goal, guys. <laughs> he's, he's in the we've Alex song in goal. I'm trying to tell man, bro. <laughs> that's that's Andre Anguisa. We got in goal, bro. That's not a goalkeeper, bro. Right. All I'm saying is, hey, looks like the, um, the hair is still in Manchester, boy. The man's in his back garden, putting together a mixtape, <laughs> sent out to teams. <laughs> 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 well, what mm, City Boys has played out. Mm, what can I play? Oh, what can I, I just put a little baby over that, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that new date just dropped. You must go find something from that album, bro. I'm telling you, bro. Yeah. When Girona sees that mixtape, they're going to be like, uh, hmm. Gosh. All right, guys, I wanted to discuss the fucking part of my language discourse around Marcus Rashford. Um, Again, he comes off, and again, people. And it's weird how many of our own fans seem to do it. And I think we've spoken about it on this pod. Um, and we've spoken about it in the Mugga chat ad nauseum. But I wanted to 
speak more about what you guys actually think of his performance. Forget the discourse. It is what it is. It's because of a, a multitude of factors. I think he's, what, eight games, one goal, one assist so far this season. Do you think that he's primed? Do you think like his performances are almost there and he's primed to go on one of those runs where he scores like 10 in 12 or something? Or are any of you like worried about his performances the first couple of months of the season? I feel like his performances have been good. That's what, bro, like, Galatasaray, he was good. Yes, on Saturday, he was good. I feel like against, I can't, you know, I can't really remember against Crystal Palace last weekend. I don't really think I watched that game. But more often than not, like again, I felt like against um, Arsenal, he was good. Nottingham Forest, he bowled out. Like against Bayern Munich, I felt like he was good. Like, you know what I mean? So the goals ain't there. But last season when Rashford was scoring goals, they were saying he's scoring goals, but the performances ain't there. Like, Bro, I don't, bro. I, I feel like I, I look at some of the like against some um, Brentford. Someone like there's like a fail comp out, and the fail comp is just literally every action he did that didn't result in like a goal or an assist. Like you can do that for literally every player in the world. So I'm there's like there's guys making like threads about oh he's not chasing the opposition striker into flipping our defensive box. Our, our outlet, by the way, that makes a hundred sprints in behind every game. You want him to chase him all the way into our fucking penalty box. Like there is a four defenders and four midfielders that could fucking do that as well. Like, bro, there's no chance, bro. You'll never see, you'll never see Real Madrid fans like, oh, right. Vinicius, why aren't you chasing Antoine Griezmann into the box and defending? Like, bro, like, nah, Vinicius right. is staying forward because he's your best attacker. Like, you know what I mean? Like, right, right, right. It's crazy, isn't it? It's just, bro. It's just bad face, bad faith analysis, bro. I could go to, I could go, I, I could go to Mo, I could go to Mo Salah versus fucking Brighton on the weekend and put together two minutes of him not making shit happen. Right, bro. This is a, this is football, bro. This is a sport where a game can end nil nil. You're gonna turn the ball over more than you're gonna create a goal. That's the game, especially when it's you're crazy. when you're an attacker. Yeah, you're gonna make nothing happen more than you're gonna make something happen. That's football. So putting together comps every game of him not making something happen under the guys that, oh, he's a bad decision maker or he's crap or blah. Bro, that's just bad faith analysis. And I'm bored of it now. I can't, I can't lie, bro. I agree. I only speak about it in the Mugger chat or on, on this podcast because trying to get into a discourse about Marcus Rashford on Twitter is not... People are... And I, it was a conversation I was having, like, before this season started, during last season, because like, oh, yeah, he's got 30 goals, but... He's got 30 goals, but... And it's like... Have you ever seen a player perform how he did and carry a team who barely created chances last season, by the way, the way he did? And people are like, but, 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 pause. Um, so, yeah, it's, um, like you said, it is bad. It is bad faith analysis at this point. Um, but I do like to think that on this podcast, we can be more grounded and we can actually objectively analyze his performances. Um, and the discourse around him. So <clears throat> that's why I like to bring these conversations here. Um, so obviously we've won now. So that means uh, Adam Crafton doesn't get to have two weeks of basically slagging off the whole institution. Boy, luck cursed. He might, yo, listen, he might be the face of unemployment right now, but you don't... <laughs> <laughs> he's got nothing cooking for the next two weeks. <laughs> so obviously we've got Mainu coming back, I believe. Uh, Malassi is coming back as well. Um, so these players will definitely be value adds to the squad. Malastia, well. Regulon, Juan Besaka, and Ahmad oh, wow. all coming back. Oh yes, sorry, I'm, I'm the international break. Ahmad must can get some minutes, surely. Nah, hey, listen, Palestri got his Anthony looks like he's back. Fuck me. Anthony, Jeez, hey, Anthony had a fast break on Saturday. Yeah, 
Crazy. Oh my god, he used the outside of his boot. I was fuming. I wanted to run on the pitch myself. Bro, but I see I knew it was gonna happen. I was like, I was like, I was just watching it. I'm like, I wonder what he's got cooking up to fuck up this kind of Yeah, I I wonder what kind of fuckery he could create on this counter right now. And he's tried a, a Travella pass. It's insane. When Through, like, like two defenders, Hoyland hasn't even hadn't even gotten to his run yet. Like he wasn't even in position to like really receive the ball. It could have been to was it to Garnacho or Rashford? Like I don't know what he was cooking there, but I knew he was going to cook something stupid. It and was, it was crazy. Like exceeded my expectations. He's the guy so... is crazy. Fucking the worst thing about gross. Anthony is that he actually has to play as well. Just, yeah. because, just because he's a winger and he's left footed, like. Yeah. It just creates a bet. Like, remember the equilibrium I was talking about in the first half where Bruno's on the wing, but he's not really on the wing. Yeah. So, our only width is coming from... Right, from the left. And from so, the it's like, so, like, we can't even do, like, a good switch of play because there's no one to switch it to or nothing like... Agreed. Well. So, Anthony... A man like, must can get some minutes, man. So, bro... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what? will bring yeah. that balance and he might bring some fucking creativity and some goal for it as well. So, like, bro, you, you should get a chance. You should, yeah, you should definitely get a chance. What I would say is that he is 10% better with Dallo playing because at least then Dallo takes men away from him when he goes on the run on the outside. So mm. I felt like he was cutting in with a bit more conviction on the weekend and he seemed to be getting past his man a bit easier, but there was just no end product whatsoever from him. Dyed his fucking hair. It's not made a fucking difference. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, guys. Actually, speaking of Diego Dallo, um, he's been good. I think. I think he has he's been, been a good attacking outlet, though. He's been getting to the byline. He's probably he's... been our best player this season. Yeah, yeah, he He's probably been our best player this season. Even like even the uh, Galatasaray game, like they're gonna point to the. Oh, he should have done better on the goal, but apart from that, I thought he was really good in the game. I rewatched but... it this morning. He locked. He locked Zaha he locked up. up. He locked him up. He but locked him it's gonna, up. It's gonna come back to that one goal. mistake, bro. That led yeah. to a goal. Gallo might be our best winger, bro. It's facts. Like, like, bro, like. He was getting against Galatasaray. He was getting in his dribbling bag, like bro. getting everything. Like, bro, I saw, saw him really do well. the Valencia move where he, he created that yard of space for himself. Crossing yeah, the, 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 stop, the stop, start, the stop, yeah, start. Yeah, yeah. What, a, what a lad! He's only twenty four as well, but I've got no faith. But he's been good so far this season. Let's be fair. Um, let's finish up with some listeners' questions. Uh, shout out Alexis Kavkas, long term listener, Chelsea fan. Interesting. I'm here. Here. Interesting. Angle here, watch it. <clears throat> Whilst the win is fantastic, is the manner worrying? Media <laughs> pressure will be massive for Ten Hag to play Scotty and Harry regularly now. Do you think this win is doing more damage than good? Bruh. Absolutely fucking not, mate. We knew he was desperate for a win. Like, yeah, we should have lost. If we had lost that game going into the international break, oh my word. Like the news stories that were going to come out, I know there would have been a new leak. Like he would have had a really scary two weeks now at least it looks like he's made um, job saved just say yeah players players come back he can go back and watch the tape come to yeah. the conclusion that Casemiro needs to sit down come to the conclusion that Hannibal should probably be starting games just due to his industry um and actually start to because I think even that Casemiro hook was just like a I ain't got a choice like I can do the politics thing or like the hierarchy of the squad thing or I can fucking lose my job. 
I'm about to lose my job. I'm about to lose my job. He's he's, he's decided now that Rashford is a player that's hookable after an hour and Casemiro is a player that's hookable after 45 minutes. So when will it be Bruno's turn? The Rashford angle is just insane to me. Like Listen, I don't mind, team. I don't mind, I don't mind Rashford getting hooked, right? I, I don't think he deserved to get hooked hook in that game with the Galatasaray game because he was playing well. But if he's not playing well, then okay. by all means, if Garnacho's gonna come on and make an impact, which he did in this game, by all means take him off. But Bruno. <laughs> but bro, there's man that's not getting hooked ever, bro. Like, you know what I mean? But it's gonna be like now from the games after the break, it's gonna be Anthony getting hooked. The reason that the yeah, I mean, issue was, I, I mean, was I mean, that, what went on the radars? Mason Mount got hooked at the same time as Rashford. Like, yeah, I don't yeah. think no one realized that. Yeah, he did. Like, Mason Mount, I didn't think Mount should have been hooked either. Like, it definitely should have been Bruno ahead of Mount because he was definitely playing better than him. But again, he's tied himself, he's tied his hands with this one now. Yeah, Bruno's the face of the team, face of the franchise, man. Cool. <clears throat> Next one from Chris Swifty. What's your honest opinion of Amrabat's performance so far? I haven't been impressed personally by the Palace game in the League Cup. So we spoke. We already spoke about that. Ask I think. I, you should ask him the question back. What does he want to see? Yeah. Like, what, what, yeah what, what was he expecting to see, and what yeah. has he not yeah. seen so far? That he's exactly. not so, Chris, that. When Chris, so Chris, when you listen to this pod, please respond back to the Mogo account with what you, what your impression of, or what you thought you were getting, and what you haven't liked in subsequent performances. Go on, you guys. I think someone was going to speak. He's not. No, he's I was going to say. But he's a steady head. He's doing his job, and if that's what you expected of him, that's fine. But if you expect him to come in and run, he's play, been good, you know. They they complain about Casemiro racking up seventy seven percent pass completion. We got a guy that got ninety seven percent. They're still crying. Ninety seven percent winning duels, like progressing the ball. Another, yeah, another thing as well, going on the radar. This guy's had no preseason. He was on strike. He was on hunger strike for like four months to get the move. So no preseason. <laughs> He's this was his first game he played in midfield as well. And yeah, he played and well. Like, he's, played so like... he's in the new league. He's been playing left back. The man's not played football since May. So I don't know what more you expect from him to come in. Like he's done a fairly, fairly decent job. Like, mm. all right, in the league, he had he has probably found the pace a little bit hard, but he's not downed his tools. Like he clearly is an upgrade on the options we had before. So what do you want? Yeah. You know what it is as well with United? We have like we love this savior complex thing where I hear it's you. Like, we every time we make one signing, like everyone thought Hoyland, when Hoyland comes in, oh, we're gonna be top of the table. When Amrabat comes in, oh, we're gonna be so good. Like it's this always is one is it's always point. one person who's coming. Like, that's why I, that's why I worry about oh, that, that is a fucking excellent point. That's, it's that's true though. It's, I worry it's about um, saying that though. Saying that, Stevie, I, 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 I worry about same. mainly, isn't it? Because he, yeah, I was gonna I say, he's eighteen. He hasn't played. Um, he hasn't played many, if any, Premier League games, and like we are heralding this guy as again someone who's going to be the <laughs> savior of this club. And it's like one player is not going to drastically change us, like change our fortunes. Like we need to just be a bit more realistic though. about he what is we though. expect. I was going to say <laughs> he is know. though. I, I can't agree, lie. Though. I, I can't lie. I, I hear what you lot are saying. Yeah, he's but... going to save us though. Mainu's going to save us. I was gonna I, save I, us. I, but <laughs> my thing with Mainu is, I, he doesn't need to save us, but he just needs to make us better. Like, better, yeah. Right. No, that's but people I'm, think he's going to save us. Saying, that's why I'm saying yes. you're making a good point because United fans think a guy's going to come in and literally save us. Like, the the reason why I'm excited for Mainu is not because I think he's going to save us, is because he's going to help us be able to be a better football team. Mm. That's what you want from any player that you want to come in. Like, you know what I mean? Mainu mm. could do things on a football that no other midfielder at this club could do. That makes us better. So I don't see why it's wrong to be excited about that potential. 
No, I I agree. I just think we need to be realistic about about what we expect to. It's 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 it's, uh, it's like we used the per- term on the main pod yesterday. Where it's like wins above replacement, right? How much better is he than the person he's coming in for? Yeah. And what is the overall benefit of those perceived improvements, right? And if you make those incremental improvements all over the pitch, you end up being an overall better team, right? So it's when good. Shaw comes back in the team, we're yeah. a little bit better than we've been. When Martinez yeah. comes back into the team, we're a little bit better. Add Manu back into the team. Add uh, when Varane plays in there. Add Amrabat for Casemiro. I None of them individually is completely turning, like turning, like making the new deal. But when you add each of the <laughs> incremental yeah. improvements on the player they're replacing, you're a much better team, right? Like yeah, I want to see. This is good analysis. I like yeah, that. <laughs> I, I, I want to see Hoyland in a team when we've got Mart- Martinez, healthy Martinez who helps us progress the ball up the... Like, we'd play some games next last season. We'd not be creating. We'd bring on Martinez from uh, at centre-back, and suddenly we're creating chance after chance after chance. So we also do have to remember that... probably was one of our most creative players as well. Like Again, like four, probably four, four of our five best players have not played much this season, you know? Like, other teams are crying when they lose one or two players. Four of our five best players probably haven't played well this season. And then we wonder why the performances are not so good, not to mention the decline of other players. So I think we have to be a bit, we have to be a bit guided as well. We don't have the most talented squad to begin with. Um, so when we lose one of those players, the person who's coming in is, is, is it's not nice, is it? Yeah. Like to quote yeah. AJ, I, I don't know what's going on there, but it's not nice. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's fact, though. Like I think there's a lot, there's a lot then that Ten Hag can change with the personnel of this team post um, the next international break. That gives me a glimmer of hope. Yeah, yeah. Um, the next question, um, Chenny Boy, best hope for the season now? I mean, Akka's talking top five. Top five, yeah. Yeah, top five. Five gets us Champions League now, isn't it? So, boy, if we have a team, that, if we're top three coefficient, so we need somebody to go deep in Europe, pause. <laughs> it's top two. It's, it's top two. If you didn't say it, I was gonna, so I'm glad you did. I think we've, I think we've, we've, we've given ourselves a handicap with the start of the season. So I, right. get, like, listen, you got, you got Tottenham up there, you got Arsenal, you got Man City, right. you got Liverpool, right? Um, Newcastle, right? I think four are nailed on at the Brighton, minute. Four at the minute is nailed on. Villa, I think, even. I think, I think. I think at this point, Chelsea's probably playing better football than we are as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. to get a couple of results. Like, you, you know what I mean? So you got four easy. Teams in one spot. Yeah, and they've got Nkunku to come back as well. So Nkunku, you know I mean? they got Romeo Lavia, they got Badia Shile. You know what I mean? It's they've mad got though. Players, like, they got Reese James to come back. Like Chelsea have a talented squad. Yeah. Like so, they generally do. They like people keep talking crazy on them, but. I think by the time they get like the vast majority of their players back, um, Reese James, we know he'll probably give them 20 league game, but now you've got Malo Gusto. Um, by the time they get all those players back, they're going to be a pretty tough outfit, man. I think they're going to be primed for a top five finish as and, well. And, so. and, and listen, and let's, let's, another thing on that. Listen, Chelsea signed a kid from Manchester City, right, for about 40 million. His name was Cole Palmer, right? Oh, he yeah. maybe had about three Premier League starts to his name. So it's not much more than like Kobe Maynard or Armada mm. or any of them guys. And he has changed their life. I'm not exaggerating. He's come in. He's been a between-the-lines playmaker. He's getting assists. He's getting goals. He's adding gal. He's adding creativity. He's adding dribbling. Why can't Ahmad come in and do that for us? Smith Rowe did the same for Arsenal. Smith Rowe did the same for Arsenal. When Arteta was in his lowest moments, 
Smith Rowe came in, hadn't kicked the ball in the Premier League, and he changed their style of play and he brought a bit of life to it, and the results changed. Yeah, I think he's honestly, I think he's like, I think he's that level of talent. Like he he looked so good in preseason. Obviously, this is a guy we've been hearing about for the last couple of years. And we know that despite his reputation at Ajax, um, Ten Hag doesn't just throw young players in. Like they really have, and then I think he's somebody who like believes in the like hierarchy of of the squad, right? So he I, I will persist with a he'll persist with an underperforming experienced player for probably longer than he should before he maybe brings in a younger player who's outperforming them. That's you know, the like, issue, bro. like he don't want to play kids. Marching at me looked at as a young player. He's not a kid from our academy, bro. He played forty odd games in a championship last season. Right. He played twenty odd games on loan at Rangers. Like right. He's played more. He's he's played more football at a professional level than Cole Palmer has. Right, that's right. Fair. I agree. I, 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 I agree. I agree. I think how he ends up using um, like Ahmad is what 21, 21, 22? Yeah, he's 21. He's twenty one. He's twenty one. If he doesn't get a run here, he's going to go elsewhere, and I promise you, he will end up being a player that we regret not getting more out of undoubtedly a talented footballer and the question now for Ten Hag is are you going to stick with fucking Anthony or are you going to invest the time in getting the, like and the craziest thing is even under Oli he had good performances for the first team when he was like 18 19 so to be here three years later and he's barely got an opportunity and what we've been serving up is a mixture of fucking Anthony Peroxide blonde and bloody um Palestri when he's gotten a chance is crazy to me it's that's absolutely crazy. That's what what I will say, though, is, and and I think the point you made is is very valid. Like he sticks with bad players for too long in this team, but I do think players do eventually get their chance. Whether it will come soon enough, I disagree. I, I disagree. I disagree. Like, who do you uh, think hasn't? Who do you think hasn't had their chance to Hannibal? He does. It's like he's, it's like he's forced to play Hannibal. He doesn't want to play him. It's quite evident when Hannibal's played that he should be starting games. With the situation that we're in now, with the the way that we're playing, the team needs a Hannibal in the middle. Yet this guy doesn't want to give Hannibal minutes. And he's, I, he's, I, 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 I'll be real. I, I'm probably I'm 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 as big a Hannibal fan as the next guy, right? But I, I'm not too mad about him not playing. I feel like when he came in and and he played, he made an impact, and he showed Ten Hag that he's someone that he could rely on to make an impact if need be. But will but, he get the minutes, Reams? Is what I'm gonna ask you. Like, but, I but, Hannibal, I don't necessarily. I, Unless he, unless he's really balling, because like, bro, like, let's be real, Hannibal has not bored in his performances. He's mm. he's been he's useful. Brought, yeah, I agree with you, but he's brought something to the team that at this moment in time, the way we're playing, the way the results are going, the performances, we need a Hannibal at the minute in the middle. Uh, mm. I feel like we don't really need a Hannibal. I feel, I feel like, like, you know like, what I mean? like we went away we, to Burnley and the game after I can't remember what it was, Palace. Like he hooked him up at Palace half time. Like we need Hannibal in the team at the minute. I felt. Like now, play, he, now. He, didn't, he didn't play against Palace. He didn't play against Palace in the Premier. He didn't play. Um, he hooked he him hook against Galatasaray. But the reason why he hooked him is yeah. because he wanted someone that could distribute the ball with their passing, which Hannibal wasn't doing. Christian Eriksen came on and did that. He explained his reasoning. His reasoning was justified. It. But I feel like against, play against Palace, I don't know who started, but he had a good game at Burnley, and I felt like uh, and in the League Cup. And I felt like he should have started at Palace, but he didn't start at Palace. But I feel the yeah, same. Mason, Mason that... Mount started. And Mason Mount right now is is playing better than Hannibal's playing, is he not? Like since he's come no, back. Who, who else was there? It was Mount. It was Mount. Yeah, but, Bruno, isn't it? <laughs> it was Mount, Bruno, and Casemiro. Uh -huh. Yeah, that game. That game. Like on the right wing. 
Yeah, he played he played uh, Palestri, and in the games that I'd played, like, Hannibal had shown more than Palestri. Do you get me? Yeah, facts. Palestri, Palestri had his chance. He didn't take his chance. He shouldn't be playing. But, but he, he but he got that extra chance against Palace. My but Palestri has yeah, a chance. He didn't play against Galatasaray. He didn't play on the weekend. Even with like, yeah. even with like Wait, the game, the game is vicious, boy. Yeah, like, bro, like, I gave you two nineties. I feel like Hannibal's come in and he's shown that he's good enough to play, but that doesn't mean he should be starting. Nailed on. Like, the, thing is, the thing is, like, yeah, I don't think he's going to give uh, Ahmad a fair shake at right wing. I'll be honest with you. I don't. Maybe not. Maybe not. He, maybe That's not. What I'm we, saying. we have I, I, to I see in it. But like, if Ahmad comes in and he's balling more than the right wingers and he's not playing, then that's not justified. But Hannibal hasn't, in his minutes, he hasn't shown anything really like he's just been like he deserves to be a star like the bar is so low he's earned, he's earned minutes he's earned minutes before the start of the season we didn't think he'd get any minutes he's earned himself minutes he started yeah. in the Champions League he started in the Prem so we know he's a guy that if we need to play him he could come in and play and be useful but he hasn't been better than Mount he hasn't been he hasn't been better than Casemiro oh, played eight on the weekend, man. He was kicking the ball into the moon like you were saying. Yeah, and he got hooked. He got hooked. Dancing in the moonlight. Everybody's feeling. Casemiro, I feel like Casemiro has played his way out of the team. Agreed. Yeah. He said that he, he said said he's much. cooked. He's cooked, I think. He said as much. I think with Maynu coming back, Casemiro is cooked. Like, so when like... Maynu comes back and we start Maynu and Maynu is a net positive, then that should be it. Amrabat Mainu. Amrabat Mainu, and then it's going to be Bruno and Mount, isn't it? Or it's going to be... Bru- Bru- Bruno and Mount is the conundrum we have right now because... Yeah. Ant- <laughs> I feel like Anthony... He's better than either of them on the... Ugh, I feel like he's, he's, oh, a, he's a better... He, he, no, he is. He's a better right winger. He's a be- He's a more useful right winger than both of them because when Bruno's on the right wing, he's never there. That's anyway. my fucking choice is Anthony... Mason Mount or Bruno fucking Fernandez. We want to see, like Pelestri. Forget about Pelestri. He's not it. <laughs> Ahmad, if he comes in and gets a chance, we'll see what we're working with there, innit? But as of right now, it's got to be mm. um Anthony, right? So it's an issue because he's fucked it. He's fucked it. Like, don't really he want to play Mount and Bruno together in midfield together. Yeah, because now what's he going to do? That's his 60 million signing, right? Yeah. So he's going to have to give him a run. So what does the shape of our midfield look like for him to accommodate Bruno and Mount? Mount's not going on the bench. I'm telling you that now. And Bruno's not going on the bench either. Mount might go on the bench, though. It might have to be. It might be Mount, you know, bro. He's always his first sub. Ah, yeah, it's saying, facts. Right? No, that's facts. That's facts. Mount, Mount be getting hooked still. Like he be yeah. getting hooked. If he does that, like respect because the Ten Hag I've seen. I'd, yeah, let's see. Let's see, man, because he's fucked it. Because if it ends up by October, Mount is a squaddy. <laughs> right. For the greater good, isn't it? For the greater good, but I mean, we have one. Especially an academy player, man, are gonna be like, "Yo, bro." And if Ahmad is starting as well, let's let's just imagine that scenario. Ahmad and Manu have come into the team. They've changed our life. They're both starters now. Man, are gonna be like, "Yo, you spent sixty million on Mount when you had Manu and Hannibal already at the club. You spent a hundred million on Ahmad, on 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 Anthony when you already had Ahmad." They're gonna be looking at Ten Hag like he's crazy, bro. This is my point, yeah. though. This is my point. Like they will, but I think he knows at this point that. His job's on the line. <laughs> when your job is on the line, on the you line. do what you fucking have to do. There's a reason why... had starting in the Champions League. You know man's feeling the pressure, there, brother. There's <laughs> a reason why Paul Pogba had to take testosterone because of what Oli Solskjaer did to him. 
And there's a reason why Anthony Marshall can't run anymore. Because these managers know when my job is on the line, I'm not invested in, oh, resting this player or letting the player take the time to recover so he can be okay for next season or the season after. I need to win today. I need to win today. And if that means your Achilles is the price of me getting that 1-0 win over Crystal Palace at home, so be it, bro. So be it. When that when that chop is coming for your job, you'll do anything. That A man really t- knows what he's capable of when that chop is coming for your job. So, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll when you start ringing in at United, boy, you got to do what you got to do, fam. You got to do though, what like, you got to do, brother. Just off the back of that chat, I just realised, like, we're one Bruno injury away from goal. <laughs> Honestly. Do we're you so... think they're a better side if it's um, yes. if it's Amrabat, Maynou, Mount oh. rather than Amrabat, Maynou, Bruno? Yes. If Ahmad starting on the right wing, hey, that, that team might be cooking, bro. With that Holland team is cooking. Let me tell you, we're one, in, we're one Bruno injury away from gold. Cracking the gold. Hey, listen, I'm not striking goals. Does that make you a bad person that. to want that to happen? I just want, just something light. I just want to see. Give me three weeks. Because, bro, since Bruno's here, he's not missed the game, bro. He's not missed the Just get, let me get three weeks just to see what we've seen. We've seen the team without Rashford. We've mm. seen the team about Casemiro. We've seen the team about all these guys. We've seen the team about Martinez. We've seen the team without Varane. We've seen the team without Shaw. Anthony, everyone. We've seen the team without De Gea. I don't let think. Let me see what we look like without Bruno. Give me just three weeks. I just want to have a, just for just for just for research purposes. Never like, seen you know, durability. Never we, seen durability like it, man. Honestly, we are never seeing anything good until we dig that hyena up from under Old Trafford. <laughs> How the hell did they smuggle hyena? I don't know. That's what I want to know. That's what's in your bag, Paul. That stinks. <laughs> oh no, nah, it's just a, it's just a like a, it's a French. I was on a fancy West Coast with that hyena in his fucking suitcase, man. <laughs> his judge man is making some mad requests, though. He's <laughs> only gonna bang if you did up one of the most historic football stadiums. In the world, and you put a hyena. That's the only way this is gonna. This spell is gonna bang. Right. What happened to just? Nah, I'm not gonna speak on how. Anyway, yeah. So, more <laughs> uh, questions. Um, Zedas underscore London. What do we do with boss man in the middle, Casemiro, considering his age and how much is left on his contract? That's a Saudi league all star. If I ever saw one, man. Honestly? For the rest of the season, Casemiro mocked Tomane off the bench when we're chasing a game. Crash, crash, and wallop. Teams are not going to know what hit them when we're pumping. I hear that. I hear that. Casemiro and McTominay in the 97th minute after 12 minutes have been added on. I'm not going to lie. Triple sub when stoppage time comes on. Maguire, Casemiro, McTominay. That is don't know. That's Harlem Globetrotters, bro. That's Harlem Globetrotters. All we need is James Ward-Prowse and we're good to go. We'll be good to go. If we get James Ward-Prowse and have that lineup, that's a bad thing. Isn't like, wasn't like, isn't Casemiro like 20 GA in 52 games or something? He's great. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. Fucking he's great I'm, sure that, I'm sure that's more than the, the, the wingers we spent 100 million on and them and them. Definitely, <laughs> definitely. We haven't got many people that can head the ball in the team, but the three that um, Stevie just mentioned, I'm telling you, that is buckets. They are cash money in the air. Fair enough, man. Um, rule of the gap. People are now saying 39 should start. Was that win really worth it if he becomes a starter? He's no. not going to become a starter. Like Aka said, this is his 100-point Walt Chamberlain game, his 81-point Kobe Bryant game. When he gets shipped in the summer, we'll always be able to, like, in his highlight reel, they're going to have those goals about five times, you know? Those goals, the long range against City, the Leeds double Reds. against Leeds, 
maybe even throw some Scotland goals in there. But he can't play. We saw him start a couple of weeks ago. He can't defend and he can't progress. Like, he literally just running around and hiding. So, he's not going to become a starter, you know? So, he's I'm not worried about that. Choice. I've said it numerous times. He's third choice all over the pitch, even in goal. Like, he's like he, seventh he, choice midfielder, man. He's not even third choice. He's like seventh choice midfielder. He like, would start everybody else in midfield, I think, before he starts McTominay. Yeah. The, the funny thing is, I think he can play better at the back or up top. Like, midfield is actually his worst area of the pitch. On the fringes, fair enough. Um, uh, Zeki98, long time listener, shout out Zeki. With the likes of Ahmad, Kobe, AWB returning, do you think they see pitch for a good amount of time? What impact do you think this will have on the team? AWB returning being like a vital, <laughs> vital cog is killing me. <laughs> you never know I... like, because, bro, if, 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 if one Bissaka was, was, um, was healthy, then we could just play Dalo left back and it would have been calm. Like, because Dalo left back and AWB right back, that was calm. Like, for that yeah. little bit that we was running that. Um, so I it's just good to have them options, isn't it? Like, bro, like Lindelof and Amrabat has been our starting left back for the last few games. So, Okay, crazy man. We had one healthy fullback in the whole squad, like so. It's just it, uh, bring him back, man. Yeah, he'll get his minutes. He'll do his bit. Definitely. Uh, and uh, final question from S. Dubs. After another stink off by ETH and his merry men, did this now delay the inevitable, or do United truly turn a corner from here? We have to turn a corner. If we, bro, that it cannot get any worse. It can. But... <laughs> can it? It can. It can always get worse. Worth the McCarthy. It can. Yeah, I, I would hope so. Like, I would hope there's enough. There's enough time for, um, what do you call it, Menu Ahmad to come back to get mm-hmm. over some of the injuries in the um, the international break, and just for him to like take some stock and actually think about how we're going to approach. The next set of games because it's not been good. If Ten Hag stops playing these shit players, he has a chance because there's good players in this squad as well. Like it's not the most talented squad in the world, but there's good bro. Rashford's a good player. Hoyland's a good player. Amar's a good player. Mason Mount's a good player. Amrabat's a good player. Maynard's a good player. Dallow's a good player. Varane's a good player. Yeah, a good player. You know what I mean? That's nine good players. I mean, Onana should be a good player. I don't know what else going on right now. Oh, Nana needs to do wrist and gymnastics for two wrist exercises, and gymnastics for two weeks. Because, bro, fam, why is wrist so floppy? That bull. Yeah, that's that's literally all you do in training. Lisha Michael did an analysis and he's basically said he's, he can't dive. he's jumping up instead of pushing off in his dives. That's that's what I said. I told you like, he's jumping upwards. Like, yeah. I don't get it. Yes, yeah, it's, it's maybe a, it's, 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 it could be a mechanical issue that could get ironed out. So you never know. Yeah. But they said <laughs> apparently he's gotten this far. Apparently he's very they unorthodox. Though. He's so unorthodox. Sorry, Steve. Oh. I don't know. He's he's got this for probably because he's talking black, isn't he? He's six two with the wingspan of a man who's five eleven as well, man. Yo, it's just and also uh... like. Surely he can lose some weight up top. Like, he's a bit heavy for a keeper, no? Like, the shots are not even going top corner. They're going middle, middle. And do you know what actually kills me the most? Is when your fingers are just there. Like, oh, yeah, please just be nowhere, near, yeah. please be nowhere <laughs> near it, man. That I can sleep easy with. When your fingertips are just there, it's painful, man. Bro, I thought like, I was going to get racially yeah. abused at the game after seeing the goal we let in because... <laughs> 
Yeah, he probably would have, to be honest. He probably did, to be honest with you. Uh, listen, guys, we've, we've pulled out a win. Great moment. Hopefully, with these two weeks off, Ken Hag can take stock. Some of the better players who've been injured, just that bit closer. We've also got another international break in November. So, you know what they say? The season doesn't really start until December, man. So, we'll see where we are. Um, only final question for me. Are we getting out of our Champions League group? No. I was going to say, there's an earlier question. What's I can't the hope? lie. Okay, look at it this way, yeah. It's the hope for the season. It's Europa League, winning the Europa League and qualifying. Listen, 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 listen. <laughs> we played Copenhagen twice, right? Yep. Six yeah. points. And Galatasaray played Bayern Munich twice. Yep. By the end of these run of games, we'll probably be second in the table. Six points. Galatasaray will have four. Copenhagen will likely have one. If we win those two games. Yeah. We, got, we, got that, a... we have to beat Galatasaray. Or Bayern. Yep. If we beat Galatasaray... Nine points. Nine and then points. Got, they, then they will have still Five. four points. They'll, they'll still, still have, have four. They'll still have four. That's qualification. Um, <laughs> that's qualification. Yeah, so we yeah. just need to win our next three games. And hope Bayern take care of business as well. I am comfortably telling you we are going to... <laughs> we are going to Turkey and we are coming. <laughs> Sing that song. <laughs> it could be our best way of getting in Champions League next year, though. I was going to say Facts. earlier. It could be the best way of getting in Champions League next year. Liverpool are in the Europa League, my guy. But when they're chasing, oh, like, yeah. they've got bigger fish to fry, I'm telling you. I think they don't have to play a serious team until, like, the quarterfinals, man. It might be, honestly, like, the way the, the league is looking, like, going into yeah. Europa, I wasn't keen on it, but it could be the best way to qualify for Champions League. The only positive from going into Europa, it might get Ahmad into the team. Yes, that as well. Maybe, man. Maybe, maybe that that Thursday, that Thursday Sunday schedule, a real killer, man. Right, gentlemen, it's always a pleasure. I'm glad we were able to link up, not off the back of a loss. The first win, it feels like in ages. Um, fucking hell, what what a club, man! What a fucking footballing institution. Only us, right, lads? A pleasure. Peace. Peace, boys. Love, love. I shoot my shot, I hit my goals I let man act like they don't know Check my record and learn that code 187, that's Andrew Cole Murder a beat, I'm cold I link up with bro, that's I did it like Andrew Cole I just do my thing, I don't need to talk I shoot my shot, I hit my goals I let man act like they don't know Check man's record and learn that code 187, that's Andrew Cole Murder a beat, I'm cold When I link up with bro, that's I did it like Andrew Cole, I just do my thing, I don't need to Middle of the field and check like scores Fans still grind and chase man's goals When I get a chance, man's veins get cold Sports Social Podcast Network